like the show? Want to listen to episodes early? Consider becoming a patron. Starting at the $3 a month level, patrons get access to a custom patron-only feed where we put out episodes of Upstairs Studio podcasts like the Child Care Bar and Grill, Miss Becky's Classroom, That Early Childhood Nerd, the Renegade Rules podcast, and others early. That feed is just for patrons. You could be one of them. Go to patreon.com slash playvolutionhq or click the link in the show description to learn more. Welcome to Renegade Rules. Kick back, settle in, and let us fill your ear holes with early learning information, wisdom, and advice. And now, here's Heather and Jeff. Welcome to Renegade Rules. Jeff Johnson here with Heather Shoemaker. We're talking about school and homework in the time of Corona. Um, where do you want to jump in, Heather? Well, I think we should just start with knowing that I have opinions about this. <laughs> um, because, I mean, I did write a whole book. It's called It's Okay to Go Up the Slide. And this has a huge section on school and homework. And there's a chapter called It's Okay to Ban Homework. Um, so taking this uh, stance and opinion, it's and also, that book also has sections on screen time and balancing time away from screens. Well, this is all very interesting to apply during a time when screens are really a huge part of life during the coronavirus lockdown. And kids are getting, um, school-age kids are getting quite a bit, sometimes hours of screen-based remote um, learning. Well, or and, what, and, that's, what the, that's the term anyway. And not school-age kids. I mean, there are states out there with their online preschool programs that are still up and running through this. So. Oh, yeah. So first, let me start with some really um, relationship-based ways of using screens that I think are so helpful to young kids, starting with the young ones and maybe getting a little bit older. But my childhood preschool, the school for young children, when schools first shut down and the kids are two and three and four, and some of them as old as five, are wondering, along with everybody else, what the heck? <laughs> So they, uh, one of the teachers made some very age-appropriate short videos uh, of her with gloves on going uh, with, a, with a tiger, um, I think it was a tiger, to go a little puppet okay. who was worried about things and had the video going. So her son was filming and these little videos of her going to visit the school and why she has to use a key. Well, because the door's locked because the school's closed and turning on the lights and how the tables all look kind of covered up, not the way it usually does when the toys are out and the kids are there and yeah, nobody's here. You know, it's not just you that's home. And, and the little puppet had all kinds of worries and um, wonders about, you know, well, will I, are the toys still there? Are the toys okay? Will I ever be able to come back? Just, and very reassuring messages, honest, true, but um, not, not making false promises by mm -hmm. the teacher. So it was just a lovely, um, they got to see their teacher's face. They got to have all their puppet fears expressed and they got to visually see that the school was still there, but no, they can't go there right now. Yeah, I, I like that. That's, I mean, that's not, really a lesson that's that's nurturing relationships and and peace of mind 
Yeah, and that's exactly, that's nurturing the emotions and recognizing the, the huge importance of social interactions that have been interrupted. So, I mean, the social-emotional learning, I think there's so much learning going on during this time. And our number one priority in our household and, and probably in all households right now is just emotional coping. So helping each member of the household cope with their emotions during a time that has big emotions. So whether you have a toddler or a teenager, you know, those emotions are pretty darn similar. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of big ones out there. And it doesn't matter what else they're learning as long as they're getting some emotional support and you're all kind of hanging in there with each other's feelings. So what, what's the balance, Heather, when it comes to screen times and kids in this situation i've i mean i mean what we know developmentally about screen time doesn't change just because there's a pandemic going on does it <laughs> no um the, the science and 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 common sense has not changed just because there's a pandemic so and I, I mean, there are people out there that, well, we're living in special times, so it's okay for, for kids to, three-year-olds to spend four hours a day in, in front of a screens. And, and the reality is that it probably Or more isn't. than that. Well, you, well yeah. Hours yeah, hours. I, I was, I was trying yeah. to be generous. Um, it's, it's mind-boggling that just because there, the situation is going on, there are some people out there that are saying, pop the kids in front of the screen, that'll be okay, when we should... I mean, continue to do what the research seems to indicate is, is limit the times, especially young kids are spending in front of those screens. Right. And, you know, even, even for us, so for example, there's a lot of zooming going on mm -hmm. um, and people who've never heard the word are suddenly understanding if, even if they're 90 years old, what, what all this means and how to set it up. Um, and a lot of those zoom times are even just with family members who are separated. So it's, it's, um, relationship building. But even so, I got zoomed out the other day. <laughs> you know, I'd had a meeting and then I'd had a, a, a family chat and, and then I was supposed to get together with some old high school friends on Zoom and I would just, I, I was glazed over. I couldn't stand to st stare at another screen with people in little boxes anymore. I was done with it. And that was not that many hours of it. Um, there's a lot of us as adults who are zoomed out, and there's also the kids. They they may their eyes may keep staring at the screen, but physically, emotionally, socially, they are done with it, and they may not be able to stop on their own. I was wise enough to say, "Hey guys, let's talk another day." I'm zoomed out. I understood what I needed, uh -huh. but the kids don't always know how to stop. So we need to help set limits for them. Um, now back to schoolwork and homework, because yeah. um, as I mentioned in the last episode, the way the coronavirus um, lockdown has unfolded is most people have had a set of rolling restrictions in that school stopped, but then um, we were all ignored for a bit. There wasn't actually a lot of assignments going on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and now when most states have said schools close for the rest of the school year, that everybody suddenly got serious. <laughs> okay. Now we got to throw things at them and give lots of assignments. The upshot is that if you have a couple, a uh, few kids at home, each teacher in each school is doing things very differently. Some are focusing on the relationship and having some uh, even one-on-one -on -one talks with each kid or group talks where you can see your classroom. Others are throwing assignments. Um, and 
it's too much um even for the even for the schools that are really doing a good job trying to strike a balance mm-hmm. um for example one of my kids schools has a social studies class um that is focused on bread so once a week to learn about cultures around the world now that we're on lockdown they're going to bake something so they baked pretzels last week and this week they're baking crepes and so each week you make a mess in the kitchen and and uh learn something and get to eat it so it's it's very hands-on it's very age appropriate well any age is good for eating crepes and pretzels (laughs) Um, and it's not too much it's one one afternoon in the kitchen but even so when you have so many things coming at you 12 subjects each one taking up time so many of them taking up screen time um every parent i've talked to has said it's way too much i just tell the kid to stop um and even the teachers even the school districts themselves have these little write-ups that say this is um expected but not required or we hope that you will do at least one hour a day but nothing is required Mm -hmm. and they have to because of different levels of access um, to technology and everything else and different situations at home where there may be lots of babies crying and dogs barking and parents being grouchy because they're on a conference call and you know you don't know what a home situation is yeah but even if the home situation is calm and delightful, it can be way too much. Um, the emotional stability of the kids and just getting through each day and giving them time to play is so much more important. And I think a lot of us who feel that the homework is too much during a regular school year have trouble speaking up. We have been given blanket permission not to do this work. It says so in all the school plans. You do Mm -hmm. not have to do this work. Your child does not have to do this work. So don't do it. Don't freak out about it. Don't stress about it. Try to help your child not stress about it. Because do some. Do a little math. Do a little reading. But keep it fun. And I think there needs to be a lot of, I mean, learning happens when kids play. Learning happens when kids are curious about things. So if it becomes a slog, stop it. Keep things, um, maybe you need to, maybe your child needs to learn some multiplication facts. Okay, then do a little bit of that. But then have the other learning be things that are really interested in. Um, You know, say no to a lot of these sign things because you can't keep going day after day if it's just um, too much and too much screens. It doesn't work for a a balanced child. Yeah, yeah. I mean, going out in the backyard and putting together a fort out of old boards and and branches and that kind of stuff building a a little cubby hideout place has got more social emotional and problem solving learning involved in it than sitting on on the computer listening to a lesson for for a couple hours It, it especially when kids are choosing to engage in those kinds of activities so that that being up and about i think one thing we need to do is just be better at pulling back and seeing the learning that's going on and all that stuff that looks like kids just playing and and maybe with the extra time this is provided more parents are are able to do that and and we'll then we'll hopefully carry that forward when when things go back to to whatever normal is going to look like after this yeah it, it can be hard for people to see it and especially if the teacher is sending assignments that we have um 10 subjects 
for my um, 11 year old. Yeah, it's... and it's like, um, and even if one is baking bread, the it's it's still too much altogether. Um, and some of it might be art. Well, he's doing art on his own because he has an idea to draw a picture. Maybe uh-huh. he doesn't want to do the one that's assigned. Um, our family's going a bit nuts with paper airplanes right now <laughs> um, because my husband's out of work. So um, the big the play in him is coming out, and he is. Um, designing all kinds of paper airplanes and shooting them off with rubber bands and then adjusting them so that the launcher works even further and um, also designing rubber band guns which is with um, a clothes peg uh-huh. and you you launch the the rubber band with the clothes peg when you press press it and oh this is I mean he's probably the biggest kid who's out <laughs> of school but it's all physics lessons. It's all problem yeah, exactly. solving. It's all, all kinds of stuff. But it's things that are coming out of our family. It can't necessarily be assigned. And the relationship that, oh, they get a lot more dad time all of a sudden. So this is, uh, believe me, there's lots of learning when you are with somebody that, you, you know, is usually at work. Yeah. So just all that relationship bonding. There's so much good stuff that's happening. So decide what's good for your family. Nobody's telling you what to do right now as far as schooling. Yes, they're telling you to stay home. (laughs) They're telling you to wash your hands. Uh But you get to decide how you're going to manage and muddle through this. So do some of the assignments, but don't stress about it. Heather, I talked to somebody a, a week or so ago about this as parents, as capable and competent teachers of their kids. And I think a lot of parents don't feel they have those skills um, for all kinds of reasons. And I think for, for many, this is an opportunity for them to explore that and realize that they they can share things they know with their kids, um, crocheting and, and, and sewing and cooking and making fancy paper airplanes and all those kind of things that there might not have been time for before or interest in is now is now popping out. And so one of the one of the takeaways from this situation we may have is not only that deeper parent-child bond, but parents feeling a little bit more competent as, as capable and, and competent teachers of their kids. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, you don't always feel that you're a teacher. But, for example, one thing we're doing in our family is during the weekdays, the kids cook. Well, that means that one of us is in the kitchen with them. Huh. But there's... Um, there's a lot of learning and togetherness and yeah we were teaching them a little bit of cooking here and there but because they had to go to bed for school and there you know there wasn't much time after they got home from school because of all the schedules there just wasn't so much time for that and well there's a lot of meals that go on so there's a lot of opportunity to just work in those little things and we have one kid on monday wednesday friday and the other kid on tuesday thursday and then they swap um and of course, they get a lot more appreciation than on weekends. Oh, someone else is preparing a meal for me. <laughs> and so there's that side too. <laughs> so are mom and dad handling the cleanup or is that, that all on the cook? Oh, too? no, the kids, well, one child does breakfast dishes Monday through Friday. One does lunch dishes Monday through Friday. And we don't use a dishwasher. It's just all by hand because we own a dishwasher, but we figured they can learn how to put dishes in dishwasher really quickly someday. They don't need to learn that skill. I mean, our job is to teach them life skills. And this is one of them, how to clean dishes. So one does breakfast, one does lunch. Usually my husband does um, supper dishes. And then on the weekends, um, everybody's off the hook. So that means I do the dishes. (laughs) But um, it does 
you wouldn't believe the smiles and the appreciation and the extra hugs I get on weekends. Oh my gosh, I don't have to do the lunch dishes today. <laughs> so there's an appreciation um, more of that somebody else is, that, that we're a team, that yeah. we're a family and that we take turns and do things. And yeah, that stuff happens throughout the year, but it's happening much more in a highlighted way during this time together. Sounds great. Any other, any other thoughts on this topic? Well, yeah, I think the other important aspect of the schoolwork part is the teachers are doing a super job trying to figure this out. I mean, nobody's met this before and trying to cope with all the different family relationships. I just, my, I, I can't believe how well the teachers have pivoted on a dime to try to do all this. But at the same time, it's brand new for everybody and they don't know what's working unless you give them respectful feedback. Yeah. So speak up. Um, most of them are very available. They're on the job. They're answering emails. Some of them may be answering the phone. So say, hey, I loved, you know, um, Joey just really got into that pretzel thing that you had or whatever it is. But this week, this is where he is. And I'm going to tell you what's, um, what's working for us and that we're not necessarily going to do all the assignments. Just um, let them know what's going on because they can't guess um, unless they have kids at home and they're going through this themselves. They yeah. will have no idea how they can modify each week so that they can um, meet the needs better. So speak yeah. up. Yeah. I mean, that's all again, back about those relationships. Yeah. And, and the thing about speaking up is maybe you're angry about something, maybe it's something really ticks you off of how it's impacting your family. Mm -hmm. Use that, that frustration and anger to prompt you to do something about it, but don't take those feelings into your email. You know, put your positive feelings and your, your diplomatic self into yeah. the email and think about what would it be like to read this? When you're on the other side, will I feel good after having read this note? Because you want the person receiving your note to feel good about themselves so that they will want to um, be in a relationship with you. So the, the anger and frustration is totally natural, but it, the only purpose for it to be there is to give you a call to action. Once you actually act, put on your grown-up self. <laughs> that's that's very good advice. I mean, even in non-corona times, that's probably very good advice. Heather. Yeah, that's yeah. You kind of need to keep that in mind in general. <laughs> <laughs> so good luck out there. Remember that you know learning happens every moment, even during sleep. There we and go. if you want to get some fun learning with me, um, tune into Fiction Fridays. There's just a couple more during the month of May. Um, but you can look at back ones. There's a whole um, whole sections about characters and point of view and talking about death and all the sort of things we talk about on this podcast. But this a show is meant for kids, and it's got a dash of fun and curiosity in it. So, um, and if you have your kid listen to or watch it, they can also have a show dedicated to them. I dedicate a show to a new kid or or set of siblings each week. So just write me a note and maybe your child can have a special Fiction Friday dedicated just to them. And if you want an episode of this podcast dedicated to you, we could probably work that out too because we're, we're givers that way. <laughs> so generous. <laughs> All right. Well, hang in there, everybody, and um, stick up for what you know is right for your family. Take care. Hey, this has been Renegade Rules. We'll be back soon with another episode. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. 
Bye. There we go. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. Music by Alexander Shoemaker. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Hey, we need your support to keep the podcasts flowing. Go to explorationsearlylearning.com slash support to learn how. One of the big things you can do is shop Amazon with the link we provide. You buy your cat food, you buy your kids' books, you buy whatever it is you buy on Amazon, you pay the regular price. We get a small percentage of it. Everybody wins. A lot of people are doing it. It really supports the shows, and we really appreciate it. Give it a try. Thanks. This has been an Explorations Early Learning Upstairs Studio production. Oh.